0: Oh my God, we're back again, brothers, yeah. sisters, everybody sing! All right, and that's gonna be in my head, fucking <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I think that actually came out this year. Oh uh, my! In 1998, the year we're Oh yeah, are they what back time? in
1: 1998?
0: Because Cause. Backstreet's back. I don't think that that would be until two. Oh no, it was the late '90s for sure. 96,
1: they came
0: out. Well, maybe 98. I, don't know. Yeah, they, I remember they, seeing it on SNL. Were All they right, sexual uh, yet? I don't know. The album uh, Backstreet's Back came out August 11th, 1997. Oh. The single
1: Backstreet's Back, June 30th, 1997. So I'm a year off.
0: Okay. Well, well, well it's still we probably popular. Well, that's sooner than I thought.
1: I got a leftover... Uh, St. Patrick's Day cupcake. It's got something in it. I don't know. I don't drink, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, good luck. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, we're guestless this week, so we don't have anybody to
0: harass all alone. So uh, I thought we'd do a box office game. Ooh, uh, of yeah. course, my favorite podcast, which is uh, Blank Check Griffin and David, started an online box office game where you could guess the top five. Films of any given weekend, we're going to do the weekend for Shakespeare in Love.
1: Nice. Oh, which, I didn't realize they'd actually made that game. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that either. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, so Griffin Newman says that uh, when he was younger, he and his father would go over weekend box offices because it was like going over uh, going over box scores.
1: Oh, okay. uh, and,
0: and his brother liked sports and he liked movies. So oh, I just doing I, I their podcast. Like-
1: I feel like you told me something about uh, one of their fathers used to do something. I posted a picture one time of the phone number you would call to get the uh, stats. Oh yeah. So yeah. Neat. So anyway, so at the end of every episode, they guess
0: the weekend box office of, uh, of a, the the weekend that their movies came out. Hmm. So we're going to do December 11th, 1998. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say that it looks like this might have been like Shakespeare and Love's like limited weekend because it is not at all in the top 10. Okay. So they probably got platformed early in 99. Mm. So just so you know, it is not in the top 10. Okay. Uh, we're going to start at number one. We're going to go through number five. Uh, so here we go. We're going to play it like uh, like it is on the the website the box office game website and uh that is that they give you what position it's in if it's new how many weeks it's been in the if it's not new then how many weeks it's been in the box office where it was last week and the distributor and how much it made for the weekend so
1: okay number one
0: option what's that do we get a tagline option i would have to look up the tagline But I can do that. Um, but they, you have to, you have to spend points on the tab, the tagline. Sure. On there, there sure.
1: Mm. Am I original? Yeah. Am I the only one that yeah. we're gonna get copyright? Am I right. sexual? Yeah,
0: we're definitely getting copyright struck. <laughs> Very <laughs> sexual. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and look up. The number one movie, wow. Okay, so our number one movie is brand new to the box office. Ooh. Uh, it is from Paramount Pictures. This weekend it made $9 million and uh, it's its first day of release. Hmm. Now, Zach, since you haven't played the box office game, you can get hints from me. And those hints are tagline, the director, the top-billed actor, the second build actor, the full gross that it made in its
1: run. Okay. So how uh, how many points does like? Does okay. It, does so
0: each movie gets you two hundred points. Are, are you okay. are you taking notes? I see just, a pen in your hand. Just yeah. <laughs> each movie gets you two hundred points, and you spend points to get guesses. Right. Now you also get two hundred bonus points. If you don't get any incorrect guesses for each incorrect guess that you make, you lose 20 points. Trav, we're unpausing. I hope Trav keeps in the Trav, we're unpausing. I hope so. Just out of context completely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back at it. Number one, brand new Paramount Pictures, $9 million. Can we get a tagline? I consent to tagline. All right. Tagline costs you 50 points. Okay. The tagline is, meet the new face of evil. Well, that's about as fucking obscure as it gets. It certainly does. Meet oh. the new face of evil, 1998. Oh. The new face of evil. I
1: feel like I've heard that December before.
0: December movie? I should have gone with the tagline. I'm, I'm also going to give you the tagline that's on the top of the poster, all Right. Okay. The battle
1: for paradise has begun. Battle for paradise has begun. Meet the new face of evil. Those are the two tank ones. Oh oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, I think I know. I think I know. Uh, I think. Go ahead. Uh, you, you, one of you can blurt out something and the other one can concur.
1: I think it's Star Trek little... Insurrection. Oh, I was going to say little Nikki.
0: <laughs> Star Trek Insurrection. New face of evil. Either, either of you want to concede to the other. or For a December movie, it wasn't little Nicky. Okay. I'll, I'll, Concede to Jonathan's guess. All right. So you guys are going with Star Trek Insurrection. I know that was a 1998 movie. It is Star Trek Insurrection. You got number one.
1: Hooray. Thank you, Jonathan.
0: (laughs) All right. So there you go. There's your number one. You only spent 50 points on it. So you got 150 points on your first movie. Nice. (laughs) Our second movie, the number two, it was number one last week. It is a Walt Disney picture. It made 2.5. Five million dollars this weekend it has been in release for 22
1: days i know the disney movie that came out that year i feel like I, so it's walt disney alone correct walt disney is the distributor, distributor. the distributor so, so that could one of one of
0: two that could that be I, know fun. I was gonna say, <laughs> miramax could, I was gonna say that, that could also be miramax that could possibly be touchstone still around this time probably hollywood pictures uh tagline
1: Dimension. Zach, you also getting a tagline? I will consent to tagline.
0: Okay. I have to go to IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a much easier idea when I thought we would be doing the one it's, from... <laughs> okay. It's fun though. Yeah. The tagline for this one is an epic of miniature proportions. What do you think I it will, is? My guess would be a bug's life. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, we're going with The Bug's Life? Yeah. It is A Bug's Life. Got number two. Nice. Well done. All right. So, number one, number two, in the bag. That was 150 points on that one. All right. Our number three was number two last week. It is also a Walt Disney distributor, and it made $2 million this weekend. Like, I want to try to save the 50 points, but it would have screwed us the first time because Mulan came out. I think in '98.
1: Yeah, we don't know for sure it's animated, but we know it's distributed. Yeah, but was it at the same time as Thug's Life? That's a good.
0: Well, yeah, no, I don't think they'd release.
1: They wouldn't at the same time. No competing animated films. I don't think. Hmm. Tagline. Zach Tagline. Consent to
0: tagline. All right. The tagline is invasion of privacy.
1: Invasion of privacy. Not Mulan. That would
0: have made it a weird
1: movie. <laughs> Invasion of Privacy. that That's the horrible tagline. That is, well... Pardon, unless I, just... I, I bet
0: it makes sense. <laughs> Invasion of Privacy sounds like enemy of the state, but I'm pretty sure that was before 1998. You can get the director, you can get the top-billed actor, you
1: can get the second-billed actor, you can get the full-gross uh, other guests. Huh. Would you consent to top build actor, John? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, so top build actor is 50 points. Okay. okay so we're down Your top to build 100. actor is Will Smith.
0: God damn it, enemy of the state. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zach? Well, okay, enemy of the state. All right, so
0: we're going enemy of the state. It is enemy of the state. God
1: damn it. I, feel like <laughs> I thought Jonathan... that was before 98. <laughs> nope, 1998. Uh... Like Jonathan should get 25 there because he said it. Well, you guys got a
0: hundred points on that one.
1: Yeah. All right,
0: our number four is new to the box office. Woo. It is a universal picture. It made one point three million dollars for the weekend. Hmm. Uh, tagline, reason. tagline, please. <laughs> tagline is: He's the world's coolest dad, and he's gonna prove it. The world's coolest well, dad. Goofy movie was. Two years before this. uh, Three ninety five. Was it three? Mm -hmm. (sighs) It's coolest. Oh, god damn it, I know it. Oh it's Jack Frost. Jack Frost.
1: We're going with Jack Frost? Yep. Your number four is Jack Frost. Hell yeah. Killing this. All right. Our number five. Dad is better than no dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our number five film was number three last week. It's from Universal and it made 1.3 million dollars this weekend. Sir, I think we're gonna need that tagline. Tagline. You're gonna to have to give me a second. I was not fast enough Thank on it. this. Yeah, uh, well. Universal and Disney killing it this weekend, huh? Yeah. Our tagline is a recreation of the nightmare that started it all. A recreation of the
1: nightmare that started it all. Oh some part of the nightmare elm street series was, I, i'm not as familiar was with that
0: new nightmare this year Was that the? was that the, that's the west craven one right want to go for top build sure i consent top build actor is vince Vaughn. psycho Oh, psycho yeah <laughs> it is the psycho remake <laughs> nice uh, so let's see you got 150 150 100 150 100 450, 650 plus an additional two hundred for no bad guesses. Hey, eight fifty, not yeah. bad out of twelve hundred. So, yeah, I, I think we rocked it. Yeah, yeah you guys, you guys killed that. all I just off taglines. Can't fucking do that in the actual goddamn game. But you know, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to think of the heat,
1: the like what years movies came out. Sometimes, yeah. But. Well, thank you, Jonathan. I feel you led the charge, even if you know we both got the points you said most of the titles so.
0: oh, i'm still kind of pissed off about that enemy of the state oh <laughs> uh, yeah that she said it out loud and then you still did it. <laughs> well let's talk awesome. about a movie let's talk about a movie All you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsity Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong.
1: And what are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching Shakespeare in Love, which tells the story of William Shakespeare suffering writer's block until he pays a visit to the Goop Lab. <laughs>
0: You. <laughs> you just get goopy all over
1: yeah does <laughs> anybody else watch the chef show no, no. Uh, it's it's something that's been on my radar but i have not so there's an episode where john favreau
0: had um gwyneth paltrow on it uh-huh and he said something about like yeah it was like that time you were an iron man or not an iron man in spider-man she's like i wasn't in spider-man <laughs> Yeah, you were he, at the end with Spider Man. She's like, "No, that was the Avengers." He's like, "No, that was Spider Man." <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. Nice. <laughs> yeah, just just gets the show beautiful. All right, this is everybody's first time seeing Shakespeare in Love. Yes, no, no. For me, Zach, do you remember when
1: you first watched it? Hmm, somewhere in the mid 2000 when Caitlin and I were dating before we were married, uh, we watched it in my bedroom. Ooh. Oh, sexy times. <laughs> no. Were
0: you kissing on her bubbies? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Paul, when was your uh, first time? All right, I, I feel like I need some context for this one because we're we're into the reads now. We're into me being an active Oscar watcher and uh, someone who like tracks the films that win Oscars. Yeah, I'm very active at this time. So mm, this starts with me watching uh, Saving Private Ryan, which my parents took me to see at the theater. Whew. fourteen. There you, go. <sighs> you know. Uh my dad's in the military, so I was yeah. gonna ask did you guys see it at like the Eustace Theater or No, we actually I think <laughs> we actually went to the AMC in the brand new AMC in Hampton, Virginia. Nice.
1: And saw it there. Oh <coughs> I saw Godzilla there when that theater first opened. Nice. <laughs> that that may have
0: actually been the first film I saw there, now that I'm thinking of it. Cause we were yeah. still going to the seven. Yeah. Mostly because it was closer. Is that the one that has that really nice acoustic dome? Not anymore. It doesn't have it ah. anymore? Oh, that's annoying. No, I took a picture of it right before they demolished it. It's <coughs> one of the saddest days of my life. What's really funny is that they've they've redone the whole first floor. Because if you don't know, there's a second floor that I can uh-huh. see. And they've taken all that space theme out. It just looks like some, like, 60s retro horse shit. Yeah. It's whatever. Uh, but if you go upstairs, because the four, like, main theaters, if you sit at the top, they have doors that have their two bathrooms upstairs. Yeah. The whole upstairs is still the space theme, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Half-ass. And nobody goes up here. Um, <laughs> or they know I go up there, and they did it just for me. Who knows? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But no, uh, long story short, don't scum. So, I go see Save and Private Ryan uh i love it it was one of the most incredible theater experiences i would had in my life at that point and so uh for my birthday i asked to go see "Saving private ryan a second time my parents are like we don't want to see it again here's <laughs> some money go have fun or you know they they go buy me the ticket they're like this kid yeah. has my permission to go see the saving private ryan yeah so i used to go see it. so it gets nominated for best picture and i'm like oh my god I really hope this one's Best Picture is my favorite film of 1998. Might be one of my favorite films of all time at this point. I can't wait to see this win. Uh, it keeps losing a whole bunch of things to a whole bunch of weird movies. We'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it comes down to Best Picture. And Shakespeare in Love beats it. I'm like, what the fuck is even that movie? Right. Saving Private Ryan is the best movie of the year. I'm very angry about this. So as soon as I'm able to, I rent Shakespeare in Love from the video store. And I most likely watch it in the haze of this beat my movie. Yeah. I'm just not going to like this. Yeah. So so in 1999, I watched Shakespeare in Love. And I'm just like, I hate this. I hate every second of this. Saving Pride Ryan's a better movie. And that's me in 1999. Yep. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to me. Just talk your goddamn ear. I love it. <laughs> Let's do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Our evening is goopy, goopy, a goopy <laughs> March twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. Guess where we're at tonight? Oh, either are we at Dorothy? We're at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> We've moved back here from the Shrine yet again. Just. There's a little back and forth yeah
1: yeah
0: uh whoopi goldberg is our host oh, yeah. this evening yet again
1: Ooh.
0: uh our most nominated film in the evening is shakespeare in love at 13 and our most now our most awarded film at seven uh shakespeare in love takes best picture giving donna gilotti david parfit Harvey Weinstein, uh, Edward Zwick, and Mark Norman Academy Awards. The Academy decides that five people is too goddamn many people to be accepting awards. And after Shakespeare and Love, they say, No more of that shit. Three is the tops. Nice. So, <laughs> so no more than three names from here on out. I think there's one exception, but we'll figure out what that is. Shakespeare in Love beats Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan. And the Thin Red Line. Best Director, and this is the moment that I got the most excited that Saving Private Ryan was about to win Best Picture, goes to Steven Spielberg for Saving Private Ryan, giving him his third Oscar. Nice.
1: Beautiful
0: man. I believe his last one to date. Peter Weir in the category for Truman Show. Truman Show not in the Best Picture category. Yeah, Highway Robbery. There is a mm, so much of it this year. So much of it this year. This year's, yeah. This was a it's it's uh-huh. a wonder I still watch the Oscars for the way that my first two Oscar <laughs> ceremonies that I watched from start to finish turned
1: out. <laughs> well, it I, says a lot about you, I think. Yeah, I I, I so far
0: through the pain, very uh, keep going, just keep going. <laughs> Best lead <laughs> actor goes to Roberto Benigni. Roberto Benigni, only the third actor to win an Academy Award for a foreign language performance, he is only the second person to have directed himself to an Academy Award. Should have gone to Norton. Mm-hmm.
1: And he jumps on the chairs, right? His seats or whatever. Yes, he does. He stands up on the chairs.
0: Uh, I it's it's really funny. I was listening to our Drinking Age movies episode on Saving Private Ryan today. Mm-hmm and the two of us agreed that ian mckellen should have won that yeah so i haven't seen gods and monsters yet but i figured that's what you were going to say so uh, we we both i said something like uh norton should have won it later and i'm not sure what movie and you were like yeah. death of smoochie <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i'm not going to keep doing this i promise oh um, it's fine so go if you listen on stitcher go back and listen to our drinking age movies on saving private ryan there's a lot of thoughts there yeah you could kind of hear the uh, beginning of this show in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Tom Hanks nominated for Saving Private Ryan. Just yep. throwing that out there. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow wins Best Leading Actress for Shakespeare and Love. Should have Kate. Uh, Should have got a Kate. Huh? Gone Kate. To Kate. Kate the Great. Uh, out of those five, yeah. 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 I, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> Best Supporting Actor goes to the great James Coburn for Affliction that's a good performance I think he deserves that award I'll see uh, that Ed Harris I, perso- fucking I personally would have given it to Ed Harris <laughs> <laughs> that Coburn win is really good though yeah the Coburn like passes away a few years later so I'm glad he got mm-hmm. one uh, Dame Judy Dench wins Best Supporting Actress for <laughs> Shakespeare in <laughs> Love you can okay. say it because, okay. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it was not a great fucking movie, but Kathy Bates in Primary Colors is probably one of her best fucking roles she has ever been in. She yeah. was fucking phenomenal, and I love Judi Dench. I don't, like, love, love Judi Dench like Paul loves loves <laughs> Judi Dench, but, uh... <laughs> Expletive deleted. Seriously, like... <laughs> judy dench wasn't even the best elizabeth this year so (laughs) but she really commands every second every every one of the five minutes she's on screen Does, but seriously kathy bates got fucked yeah and i'm not too sad because kathy bates has one already whatever she deserves (laughs) all of them (laughs) that's fair i'm saying i'm not too sad about it fair enough Best screenplay written directly for the screen goes to Shakespeare in Love, giving Mark Norman and Tom Stoppard an Academy Award. Now, um, I just want to point out, Roberto Benini, nominated in the category, is only the, oh, we're to go, fourth person to be nominated for acting, directing, and screenwriting in the same nice.
1: year. Nice. Nice. So, uh, question here, to, sorry to interrupt, is uh, no, Truman Show in either, I don't know if it's original or adapted, is it in either one of these categories? Uh, it should, yes. Uh, Andrew Nichol she- is nominated for
0: the uh, original. Okay, thank you. Uh, Private Ryan, Life is Beautiful, and Bullworth are the rest of the category that lost out to Shakespeare in Love. Also, Kate uh, Blanchett and Judy Dench being nominated for being Queen Elizabeth are the f- first pair of actors to be nominated for playing the same role in the same year in the same year. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, best screenplay based on material previously produced or published goes to Bill Condon for Gods and Monsters. Best foreign language film goes to life is beautiful. This is only the second time that a film has been nominated for best picture and best foreign language feature. Hmm. All right. uh, best documentary feature goes to *The Last Days*. Best documentary short subject goes to *The Personal's Improvisations on Romance in the Golden Years*. Oh, best live action short goes to *Election Night*. Best animated short film goes to *Bunny*. Oh, music by Tom Waits and Kathleen Brennan. Oh, <laughs> wait, what?
1: Yeah, yeah no. scribble, scribble. The bunny. Yeah, I need to remember just that. bunny. Just Bunny. Just oh, bunny. bunny. Oh, Bunny. Bunny. Not the brown bunny.
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Okay. I thought I
0: recognized this name. The man who directs Bunny with music by Tom Waits and Kathleen Brennan goes on to direct Ice Age. <laughs> yep. It's, oh, uh, it was featured on the Ice Age DVD. Yeah. And with uh, oh. voice, voice Scrat. Okay. Nice. I, definitely, I need to watch this. It's a good job, Chris Wedge. <laughs> All right. Best Original Dramatic Score goes to Life is Beautiful. Best Original Musical or Comedy Score goes to Shakespeare in Love. Now, um, this, I'm glad to inform everyone, is the last year of Best Original Music or Comedy Score. (laughs) Thank fucking God. What a silly category. Indeed. Also, start taking musicals and comedy more seriously. Please. although it's funny to say start taking comedy more seriously yes correct (laughs) best original song goes to when you believe from the prince of egypt yeah i love this movie and i think the music makes that fucking movie in every
1: possible way yes it is great uh we skip the podcast podcast announcement or are we there
0: podcast with a podcast but it's really not there Oh no! I just I just passed right by it. And our podcast within a podcast, John Williams nominated for Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, but as we said, it, he lost to Life is Beautiful. That's okay because I think his score for Saving Private Ryan is just fine. Not my favorite. Can't bring your A game every day, you know. And I, I think it's still B plus game, but yeah. yeah. Uh it it's more along what he was doing with um like JFK. Mm. Uh mm. it sounds a lot more like that that score, which I think is a pretty good score. Trigger.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and uh back to our original song, our best friend Carol Bayer Sager's back <laughs> losing for the prayer from Quest for Camelot. Man, I completely <laughs> forgot that movie existed. Camelot. We we made a joke about it. During the
1: couple weeks ago, yeah. probably. <laughs> I, I think
0: the the fucking Scottish movie uh, Braveheart? Braveheart. I my brain really just died there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I really wasn't trying to be an asshole. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the name. <laughs> okay, best sound effects editing goes to Saving Private Ryan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Best sound goes to Saving Private Ryan, beating out Shakespeare in Love. If it wasn't for that movie, Armageddon would be an Oscar winner. Because the sound in that movie is pretty fucking phenomenal. Mm. The sound of Thin Red Line is pretty good. Sure. In fact, when you start the criterion of Thin Red Line, it says the play the play button function on the menu says, uh, uh, Terrence Malick would really like you to play the Thin Red Line really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Best art direction goes to Shakespeare in Love, beating out Saving Private Ryan. Best Cinematography goes to Saving Private Ryan, giving Janusz Kaminski his second Academy Award, working with Steven Spielberg. Right. Yeah. A tough one. Like, That's a, a deserved one, but <laughs> I feel like Elizabeth probably could have gotten that one. I Honestly, the Thin Red Line's going for my number two here. John Toll does some really good work. Sure. Uh, Shakespeare in Love loses this category. I'm not sure it should be in the category. Next. No. Nope. I don't think it's especially well shot. It, it's it's basic, kind of pretty. Yeah, it's it's nice, but it it's really the art direction and the costuming which do that. Um, but getting back to it, best makeup goes to Elizabeth, beating out Shakespeare in Love. Yep, okay. Elizabeth had to beat it somewhere, I guess, because <laughs> it doesn't do it in costume design. Should have done it in was, costume. Should have fucking done it anywhere. <laughs> Sandy Powell nominated twice with Velvet Goldmine, which is a film that should have
1: won. (laughs) Another one I own, but I haven't watched yet. Or Pleasantville. I honestly think
0: Pleasantville should have won this category because Pleasantville had to costume for both black and white and color. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass. Should have maybe even given it Best Art Direction. Yeah. It's a gorgeous movie. Yeah, it It is is in the category. That is that is just a beauty. That that should have also probably been in cinematography, honestly. Yeah. That's me. Best film editing goes to Michael Kahn for Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shakespeare in Love in the count, uh, loses. Best visual effects goes to What Dreams May Come. It's oh, probably the one yeah. good thing about that terrible movie. It is not the worst. Okay, there's two good things. Werner Herzog's in it
1: sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that movie, I, but I, it is not I, the best yeah it depends on my mood yeah that's like a, if i
0: want to be depressed right that's another film that i paid to go see at the theater and went to go see something else huh?
1: remember what you saw instead yes
0: i do and it's
1: embarrassing <laughs> because it was urban legend <laughs> oh yeah. wow i mean you were the age
0: for it so well i didn't want to i wanted oh. to go see what dreams may come and all my friends who were with me were like well we're gonna go see this morning, so you can come with us or you can go watch that i, like, yeah, <laughs> I guess i'll fucking stay with you assholes <laughs> dicks uh, i'm not friends with any of them anymore good for you it's because of that <laughs> It probably wasn't, honestly. But uh, having watched What Dreams May Come for Drinking Age movies, I'm sad that I was in the place to watch either of them. (laughs) (laughs) God, I'm just a terrible person. Um, Honorary awards go to David W. Gray, who hopefully isn't as terrible a person as I am because he gets it for appreciation of outstanding service and dedication in upholding high standards of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, and to somebody I know is a more terrible person than I am, elia Kazan, <laughs> in recognition of his indelible contributions to the art of motion picture direction, Aliyah Kazan. Rat bastard. Called a rat by Chris Rock in the ceremony. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. <laughs> so, that. Uh, we have no Gordon E. Sawyer Award this week. We do have one next week. And that's our Oscar breakdown.
1: I just remembered one quick thing about uh, what dreams may come. The first time I saw it was partly through a closed door <laughs> shortly. You know, my parents had been divorced at this point. My dad had gone away and come back and he was living in some weird apartment somewhere. And he had me over for a weekend and shoved me in a room <laughs> Had some woman over there watching what dreams may come. Remember my dad saying, This movie is fucking weird. And I was watching it through the crack in the window. They started kissing and I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I like that all Man, your stories, stories involve people doing naughty things in bedrooms.
0: Well, yeah. You know, and your dad, uh, that one just brought them both together. Oh, <laughs> God. I just met tonight, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, you and oh, well. Mall Minor, I went to a movie theater and saw a movie. And you're like, sexy time (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you for that breakdown paul you're welcome let's talk about this movie let's talk about this movie was anybody else as fucking bored as i was Mm. it wasn't even just boring it was like uninteresting found this movie very delightful oh god really guys come on it was Two shades below or <laughs> no, two shades above a knight's tale.
1: I uh, like that's it. funny that you say a knight's tale because that I I would compare this movie to that. So uh yeah, but, I'd say it's a good comparison, but I think this is way better than a knight's tale. Uh, <sighs> I'm I'm just going to show my hand early and say this movie's fine, and it's ab- absolutely one of those ones which people go down on it because it beat better films and and there's i say there's 20 to 25 movies of this good quality that come out every year and there's nothing particularly spectacular about it but it's it's good it's a good romance there's i feel the chemistry and and uh everybody's decent in it if it wasn't for jeffrey rush i would have not cared
0: at all oh jeffrey rush is so good at yeah i just yeah. like jeffrey rush though because all he did was really play jeffrey rush like it's mm, fair yeah but he's, he's having a good time in this movie and i yeah. really enjoy it i uh, i love ben affleck in this movie if we're going to supporting <laughs> actors the second, Listen.
1: the second he shows up he is just the energy of this movie i feel like I, he's so out of place but it's funny like uh he is so out
0: of place in this movie as he was in the last duel that it makes me appreciate the last duel more which makes me appreciate him here more. So I'm going, okay, gotcha. he's doing the same thing. This is just Ben Affleck and I'm just not getting it and I kind of like it now. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Ridley Scott saw this movie and was like I get it. I get I get Ben Affleck's energy. <laughs> that that's how he needs to be in my movie. Um I don't think I like Colin Firth. Just, this might have been the straw that broke the camel's back in this movie. Oh, I, boy, I'm so excited for the King's Speech now. <laughs> I love the King's Speech, though. That's the problem. <laughs> but, because of Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush <laughs> is so good. <laughs> and he's so good as Caf- Casanova Frankenstein, a mystery event, too. He's just yeah. good in everything. He's good in Shine, even though that movie's boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> I I, so I I complimented it first. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I just all right, listen. So this movie I it it's a good date movie. It you I, know what it is, that but it's a good date movie for somebody you're trying to take out on a date and that's it. Like you're, you're, you're not you're trying to kiss on their bubbies? Yeah, if you're trying to kiss on their bubbies, like this is a good movie for something like that. Like this isn't something I feel like if me and my wife were to watch this together, it would both be like oh, you should have watched this with your wife. She's She probably would love this movie. Honestly, I don't think this is her type of thing. Hmm. No. All right. So, going into the movie itself, I will say the one thing I hate about this movie is that artists trying to find their muse storyline. Yeah. I don't think it fully works in this film. And, like, him just, like, Stumbling around in the streets while Romeo and Juliet is writing itself around him is very annoying. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's so fun. like, and it's kind of. I saw all of that happening in the movie. The second mm-hmm. the uh, that Rosaline came into picture, I'm like, all right, I, I know this is going to be a movie where he's just happened to write this film as shit happens to him. Like, yeah. Oh, look now she's fucking some other guy. Oh, whoop! Well, that's why Rosalind got written as such. And so okay. Yep.
1: I get. Yeah. It yeah. <laughs> Good. It, it really kind of. Uh, I mean, I don't know that we have to always um, mystify Shakespeare, but it really kind of boils him down to just a horn dog who 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 can only write if he's got his mojo going. I mean, I I yeah. I can vibe with that in a in a way. <laughs> but and i'm fine with that like especially
0: since like there's this decade of his life that people just don't know a lot about Mm -hmm. and a few of his plays are thought to have been inspired by some mistresses okay so you know it it is what it is but i mean to to try to not be the this is essentially historical fiction so not to be the Right. History yeah. guy, but Shakespeare just ripped Romeo and Juliet off of an older place. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tristan
1: and Isolde, or whatever it's e- called Isidore. Yeah. yeah
0: Honestly, uh, I, I would have preferred to have him go full fiction and actually come out with uh, Romeo and Ethel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ethel, the pirate's daughter. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't hate the movie, but it was just fine. Like Zach said, it it was yeah. I'm this is another one of those films I'm not going to defend too hard. Yeah, but at the same time, like watching it under a more critical lens, so like removed from my feel, my 15 year old feelings, right? Uh, You know, explosions are good, romances, yeah, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I will say it. It's it's nice to see a lot of like some of my favorite British actors come into one film again. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and then throw Ben Affleck in the middle of them. <laughs> Which also makes me really want to see Romeo plus Juliet with Ben Affleck as Mercutio. <laughs> yes. I but edit I, him into everything. Yeah. Let's do this. I'm so down for it. Um yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand here and pretend like I'm utterly entranced with this movie or anything but i absolutely did find a lot of this very charming it was charming yeah. i'll give it charming i'll absolutely yeah. give it, because first off joseph fine damn attractive man yeah he is he is indeed joseph fine and gwyneth paltrow goddamn beautiful woman uh, and a not too bad looking guy <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: I always find it amusing when they're in the boat and he's like describing her eyes and lips and he's looking yeah. right at her.
0: <laughs> just love how the, like the boatsman's just like my my lady like <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom Wilkinson in this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Especially once they like give him the role later on. He's like, "Oh, I get to be in the play." <laughs> yeah
1: mentioned it's kind of funny that we've got you know colin firth uh losing his woman to the fine brothers right yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i never put that together (laughs) two out of the last three years yeah just Just can't. i I kind of feel bad for shitting on the guy because he just cannot catch a fucking break no No, he cannot
1: no i like colin Uh, Firth. uh like a decade or so removed from this he starts doing some stuff that like yeah
0: yeah, yeah, there's. I, I don't dislike Colin Firth. I, I don't think he gets a ton to do in this, but be the funny duddy. So he's just kind of relegated to not a very good role. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Williams being charming as fucking ever. Oh, because. Mark, hmm. especially when he finally like gets over the stutter on stage. Yep. Yes. Oh, he's so good. He's a wonderful actor. Yeah. Uh, I love that um Imelda Staunton playing uh Gwyneth Paltrow's nurse mm. is married <laughs> is married to Jim Carter who plays the nurse in the play oh wow that's funny yeah that's good yeah that's just a wonderful little bit of trivia also I love Jim Carter on Downton Abbey so you <laughs> still need to watch that it's great it's a great show that's what I hear Here, good things I've seen the first couple seasons and I like it yeah. I still haven't watched the new the first movie, so I need to watch that before the new movie comes out. I mean, so yeah. The... So I mean, this is one of those movies that's just kind of outside of Paul finding it. And and again, I agree, it is a charming film. It is not it was definitely not as boring as I thought it would be, because I was really expecting a December released Academy Award-winning movie to be just another English patient or something like that like that kind of romance where i'm just bored to tears i i think bored was not the word i should have used at the beginning because i really okay. wasn't bored okay i just was uninterested that's fair yeah um it, because yeah, but it did try because there yeah. was a bit of comedy in it which i did like and there was just I, enough yeah, and going on and i love that it opens up on that scene of uh of
1: jeffrey rush getting tortured that's that's a good way to open any movie <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah and I think a lot of the movie, you know, everybody's seen Romeo and Juliet so many times in different ways, and there's still segments of the movie where it's like you're watching Romeo and Juliet, and yeah, and we're just yeah. we're just two years
0: removed from the most recent big budget theatrical release of Romeo and Juliet,, yeah, yeah. which is well, very popular. <laughs> I also liked how when they they showed enough of the actual play. To basically show you how much is really needed to understand the entire plot of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's like mm. here's a five minute at most montage. Cool. No, <laughs> like you get. Yeah. It. But this is another one of those Harvey at the height of his powers, just pushing <sighs> oh. pushing shitty rhetoric to get his movie to win Best Picture by spreading a bunch of uh spreading a campaign against Saving Private Ryan, telling uh, everyone that the movie pretty much loses all steam after the first 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, and I saw the notes about him really, like, probably harassing the cast to every chance to get. (laughs) He's
0: such a... Stupid fucking point. Because a, the way you start saving Private Ryan, yeah, it's kind of all downhill from that fucking beginning. Not really downhill, but when it comes to action, you can't fucking top where you started.
1: Yeah, you're but you're, it's still
0: just as good in a different way throughout.
1: Yeah, <laughs> recovering and the rest of the movie. Yeah, like you
0: you need like, something. Like you, you can't do that for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like. That is a tough fucking opening. And yeah, yeah fuck that guy. Um <laughs> yes. no, this is just one of those movies where it goes to show how manipulative uh releasing times can be when mm-hmm. it comes to uh the nominations, even because just I, I feel like if this movie would have come out in this this is a March April movie at best yeah yeah and I'd, I'd say a nice a nice like october maybe yeah yeah like it's crisp outside and you're all bundled up and you're like hey let's do an inside activity let's go see this romance yeah and if that happened this wouldn't have been nominated at all yeah, pro- probably not I harvey harvey would have found something else in his bag of tricks to i man i i feel like it's possible that elizabeth and saving private ryan had a split splitting the vote thing where it just i think that might have been the reason why this movie won well that too and that thin and thin red, red line, line probably as well yeah too, so, so, so thin red line is uh fucking terry coming back from 20 years of not making movies and yeah. so they want to they want to reward him so i think that and saving private ryan probably split some votes yeah and Which, i like elizabeth a lot i don't know if it's it's still very good it's yeah <laughs> God, it's really good it I, I watched have it's still very good it's been a long time <laughs> i've seen it and i still love that movie so so much political intrigue <laughs> yeah so um yeah i so is one of those movies where i really don't know the talking points of it because it's so yeah it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a story that's been told before. It's a story that's being told again. And I'm not even talking about the actual story, just the way the story is told where it's just unoriginal in almost every possible way.
1: I think then they have like some people that complained that they'd ripped off a story that was published like 40 years before or something that it's, 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 it's not something that I think needs a lot of deep, critical analysis. We, we all concede that it's a good, fine movie. It's very charming. Paul probably likes it a bit more than us, so we'll see when we get to the breakdown. Um, yeah, and as I said, I'm I'm not going out of my way
0: to raise a flag for it or anything. I just, yeah. I just want it known that after 20-plus years that I appreciate this movie more than I did.
1: Good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I mean were similar with the titanic in a way i guess yeah Yeah. very very much similar to titanic but titanic
0: i you know titanic i was actively rooting against right when i saw it in the theater (laughs) that's that's true and i hadn't seen shakespeare in love so i was actively rooting for i i'd really like to know what a 14 year old me seeing shakespeare in love before it (laughs) especially before saving private ryan how i would feel about it yeah sure because Mm -hmm. I may have absolutely loved this film. I don't know. I I hadn't really like soured on Shakespeare at this point in my life. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, I feel like we can probably move on from here. Yeah. This movie's uh just meh. Yeah, like I yeah. said, I I think I think the main action of the play is is good. Yeah. I think the muse stuff is eh if it was just more of like a sex comedy yeah like american pie but shakespeare yeah (laughs) exactly with a touch of amadeus weirdness yeah 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 now that amadeus is exactly what this movie needed that yes yeah just that that energy yeah i think that definitely would have made this movie a lot better all right so we'll go ahead and move on i'm going to assume this is not in the library because I assume it's a British film, but no, I mean, could be wrong. Is it's it? American. It just wow. has a lot of British oh, okay. actors. Um. Oh, one quick note. Uh, apparently, I think it was Judy Dench got the got the recreation of the theater, oh. like the set of the theater, and was trying to as like late as 2000 was trying to make it a, a functioning theater. Oh, um, nice. But back to Jonathan's point. No, this is not in. Library of Congress, National Film Registry. All right. So I'm going to give you this hearty list of four films that are are in for for 1998. And you are going to give me which one went in first. Our films are The Big Lebowski, Saving Private Ryan, Smoke
1: Signals, and Wes Anderson's Rushmore i'm going saving private ryan 2008 i'm all in
0: i'm gonna say 2009 just to go one year above well jonathan gets the prices right there's a tie this year oh and both the big lebowski and saving private ryan so you both got one of the two movies uh went in in 2014 oh
1: okay okay nice well but i like i like your
0: thinking zach uh Rushmore goes into 2016, and Smoke Signals, which is a very influential Native film starring Adam Beach,
1: goes in in 2018. Hmm. That's cool that Rushmore's in, even if it's not my favorite. Not my favorite either. I I'm glad,
0: (laughs) you know, if there's going to be one of his movies in, that at least is one of his movies. All right, so let's go ahead and run down our Razzies here um this year had some stinkers by the way yeah yeah it does so i'm very excited Uh, to see how many godzilla picks up so (laughs) we'll start off with worst picture Uh, an alan smithy film burn hollywood burn i've heard a lot of stuff about that movie and i've never seen it yeah Hmm. uh beats out armageddon the avengers godzilla and spice world (laughs) Spice World. Yeah, I'm gonna we'll get there. Worst actor goes to Bruce Willis in Armageddon, Mercury Rising, and the Siege.
1: <laughs> Mercury Rising, one of my first ever DVDs I owned randomly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, the jackal was one of mine, so
0: I'm oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was I got like five movies for buying a, a DVD player, and it was like uh-huh. the Jackal, it was that um, fools rush in with matthew perry i can't i can't oh remember all of them but those are two of them <laughs> nice uh where's actress goes to the spice girls because fuck you the razzies mm. spice world is amazing it is beating out yasmin Bleeth and basketball and anne hache and psycho and uma thurman in the avengers one of those is a good nomination and it's uma thurman that uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: <is laughs> unwatchable. I remember that Drinking Age movies episode.
0: Oh, so bad. Uh, worst supporting actor goes to Joe Esterhaz as himself in an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood, Burn. So he, I'm trying to oh. remember, did he pick up? Yeah, he picked up uh, worst, writer, worst Screenplay for Showgirls. So two no, times Razzie no. Award winner Joe <laughs> Esterhaz. <laughs> Uh, he beat out Sean Connery in The Avengers and Roger Moore in Spice World. So, two bonds. <laughs> two bonds. And Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci. And, and of course, was they had to Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, fuck that. And of course, they had to throw Sylvester Stallone in there as himself in an Alan Smithy film because of course it did. Yeah, uh, we're, superding, we're, superding, superding. Superding. <laughs> we're superding. Hey, he's All a right, we're don't you know. Uh, worst supporting actress goes to Maria Patillo in Godzilla. I don't know that it's called for. Uh, let's see. Who was she up against? Ellen Albertini Dow in 54 um, as Disco Dottie. Uh, Jenny McCarthy in Basketball, Liv Tyler in Armageddon, and uh, is it Raquel Welch? Yeah, Are Raquel you- Welch. Raquel Welch in Chairman of the Board. Oh, uh, movie. <laughs> um, yeah, Liv Tyler should have won that. Yeah, probably. All right,
1: uh, her we're... belly button's so cute.
0: God, dude, they kept the <laughs> animal crackers like dialogue in the soundtrack for Armageddon.
1: <laughs> I remember that. Oh, Northwood. think about in the mouth
0: Listen, the. <laughs> Armageddon's terrible. I love that movie. <laughs> that's but that's as we talked about Emerald in the uh, Drinking Age. Uh, our very first drinking age. That uh, was our first drinking age. Uh, it was a movie I saw with my grandmother, so it's yeah. that and deep impact. Paul, do you own that Criterion? I don't, but it's not very it's not very expensive to get on a uh, on eBay. <laughs> nice. I've looked it up. I hated Armageddon. It was the first time it was the first time that I hated a very popular movie. Mm. Like that i that i knew of sure it was the first time (laughs) um it probably wasn't but it was the first time that i took notice that i hated a very popular movie and everybody else was like goo goo over it just Mm -hmm. frothing at the mouth about how great that film was and i was like oh cool i'll go see it because i was looking up the um, box offices for 1998 because i was getting entertainment weekly and Armageddon was the number one film of the year and saving private ryan was like number two it's like, oh, let me see what huh. beat the box office for <laughs> <Yeah>. Saving <Saber, laughs> Private Ryan. Everybody's talking about this Armageddon movie. And I, I just absolutely hated it. I'm getting it. <laughs> Are you getting it? All right. Uh, worst screen couple goes to Leonardo DiCaprio and himself in The Man in <laughs> the Iron Mask. Oh, <laughs> yep. Uh, beating out Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, which honestly... I think uh, Liv Tyler and uh, uh, Bruce Willis should have been the worst screen couple. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Also beating out any combination of two characters, body parts, or fashion accessories in Spice World, and any combination of two people playing themselves or playing with themselves in an Alan Smithy film. Neither <laughs> neither of those jokes is funny. It's <laughs> like <when> I would not laugh. And Ray <laughs> finds a pneumatherman that's fair they <laughs> that film is so terrible it's so bad <laughs> all right uh worst remake or sequel had a tie had a three-way tie uh, of course it did the avengers godzilla yeah. and psycho psycho didn't deserve that the psycho was brilliant it's a brilliant film no it was an <laughs> important film <laughs> it is one of the best films in 1998 we should we should remake more films the way that psycho was remade I thought it proved that you shouldn't. Yeah, it, yeah we believe <laughs> that was the point of that entire Drinking Age episode was this is why you, we don't do that. Yeah, I've, I've changed my mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, worst director goes to <laughs> Gus Van Sant for Psycho. Bullshit. <laughs> worst screenplay goes to an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. Uh, worst new star uh, was another tie between Joe Estherhaas and Jerry Springer in Ringmaster.
1: Uh, Ooh, beating rest.
0: out Barney in Barney's Great Adventure, the movie. What? <laughs> Come on, man. That's, <laughs> that's Carrot awesome. Top in Chamber of the Boards, which probably should have fucking won. Probably. <laughs> and the Spice Girls, because fuck you. Um, all Don't right, let's see. Worst original song goes to I Wanna Be Mike Ovitz from an Alan Smithy film. Okay. Beating out Barney the song. I don't yeah. want to miss a thing, which is a uh, nominated for a Oscar and for a Razzie. Yeah, that's two years in a row now. Yeah, uh, Storm from the Avengers and Too Much from Spice World, uh, and the goofball topic this year was worst movie trends of the year. The winner being Gidgets and Geezers, fifty-eight-year-old leading men wooing twenty-eight-year-old leading ladies, referring to the likes of A Perfect Murder, Six Days, Seven Nights, and Stepmom. Uh, beating out, if you've seen the trailer, why be, why bother seeing the movie? 30 minutes of story conveyed in less than three hours. Uh, THX, the audio is deafening. And Yokato Taki Wow, they made a Taco Bell joke. <laughs> Finger <laughs> on the pulse, guys. <laughs> Just fucking, what are we doing?
1: I think we need a bigger box.
0: Oh, I believe it was referring to the megazillion-dollar cross-promotional overkill Armageddon, Godzilla, etc. Um, also, um, those uh, I don't want to miss a thing. In How Do I Live, both Diane Warren, both nominated for Razzie and Oscar in the same year. I'm, wow, I'm shocked that Diane Warren doesn't have more Razzies. She is a terrible songwriter. What else has she done? A Everybody. lot of things. She's got. She's a been lot nominated of, for twelve. She's been Oscars. nominated she's for a lot. Twelve Oscars. She's nominated for an Oscar this year this for a year. movie nobody's <laughs> heard of. Four <laughs> good days. Exactly my point. Huh. yeah, no. <laughs> All right. How do it's I live fun. without you? Yes. It's in my head
1: though all the time. It's such a terrible song. It right. is. Ugh. But it's in my brain permanently. All right.
0: All right, and that's our Razzies all right thanks yeah so let's go ahead and get into our worsty judgments all right um zach hi does this movie deserve best picture
1: i'm going to give it a, a list of the things yeah i'll do the thing yeah so I, I got things. a list too <laughs> i uh I've seen four of these and half of the other of the Best Picture nominees. I started watching Life is Beautiful, and I haven't finished it yet. And I really want to because Caitlin's a big fan of the film. And it's. Uh, I feel like there's probably a big tonal shift coming because so far it's been and charming. <laughs> Get that tissue box ready. That's what I assume. Um, so I, I'm going to finish that this weekend, hopefully, and I'll make a comment next week or something. So, uh, of the other three, Elizabeth is great, but it's not as great as The Thin Red Line and Saving Private Ryan, which are incredible. Saving Private Ryan is my favorite of the nominees. Um, Definitely should have won of those nominated. And I think Shakespeare in Love would be my least of those five. And wouldn't have nominated it. It's just fine. It's okay. But there's a whole bunch of 98 movies that are really good, but there's three in particular that I think deserved a best picture nominee a nomination. And that would be big Lebowski Truman show and American history X. Those three are just incredible. And I watched American history X pretty recently. And I was worried that, you know, it was going to be one of those movies I watched in high school and oh maybe I've outgrown it. And... Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Still... We watched that for drinking age movies. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> It's great. Caitlin watched it with me for the first time a couple of years ago and it just breaks you. And and it's all the more we we watched it when Trump was still president and and it's like, damn, this thing is still relevant. Uh I mean it is going to be relevant for a long time, sadly, but it very, just still struck sad. like it was a fresh movie. Have you and have you seen
0: Green Room yet? Green I Room. S- I still need to. No, it's no. It's Anton Yeltsin and- to. So Anton Yelchin and uh, uh, what's her name uh, from that uh, plays maybe on Arrested Development oh. have this have this punk band and they get a gig playing at this bar. And when they get there, they find out it's a Nazi bar. Oh, shit. And Patrick Stewart's like the guy that runs the, the Nazi bar. Hell. Holy <laughs> shit. Patrick Stewart of that movie. Dude, yeah, I hear it. it's frightening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've never seen Patrick Stewart make you want to shit your pants before. Okay. Oh my God, he's so good in it. Anyway, it's it's kind of a perfect film. You should really check it out. I have written it down in my notes here. Uh, the guy also, the guy who directed that also directed a film called Blue Ruin. Blue
1: Ruin rules. Green Room. Blue Ruin. Green Room. Blue Ruin. Okay. Last last comment that I'll make, uh, just to reiterate on Truman Show. I, pretty much everybody I know who's seen Truman Show likes it. Um, yeah. But. I honestly think it's one of the greatest films ever made. Like, that, wow. not, not hyperbole. I think it is absolutely incredible, and it was full of premonition. Like, it predicted so much shit that it didn't even, like, to look at social media and reality TV and everything, that was really to blow up after this movie came out. It, yeah. It's something. And, and one of Jim Carrey's top three performances for me, and I love it. All right. Did you actually answer the question? Yeah, I said uh, I said no to. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Um I'm going to go ahead and throw out the no immediately as well. I have uh five movies that I think should have been nominated well before this one. Okay. Uh first one being The Rugrats movie. That movie went a lot harder than it absolutely fucking, <laughs> fucking should have. That movie's amazing. Dude, <laughs> seriously when the dog comes out and saves them from the fucking wolf i saw one the one guy that does the tiktoks where he takes a uh, nickelback's uh hero song and he did it to that scene <laughs> fuck you dude i cried <laughs> that's amazing uh in any in any film that's just like hey how about we get like how about we get like 20 amazing artists and just make them have one line in a song playing babies yeah is it, it has to be one of the greatest films
1: of the year as you pointed out, a random Godfather reference. <laughs> yeah. that, that's Rugrats in
0: Paris. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Sorry. The whole opening scene of Rugrats in Paris is just a parody of the opening scene of the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and it's also the movie, uh, the Rugrats movie, where Dill Pickles was uh, um,
1: introduced, introduced,
0: yeah. which uh, Tara Strong played and got the role by making the one of the casting uh, people uh, lactate. Oh, huh? as we discussed mm-hmm. in episode, uh, so her, her baby cry was so convincing. It made somebody lactate.
1: So, congratulations! Um, so yeah,
0: the Rugrats probably should have been nominated for something.
1: Shout out um, to VHS. So, also, yeah, also it right. is the
0: first animated film to ever gross over a hundred million dollars. Oh yeah. Seriously guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> not to drill it any further american history x should have been fucking nominated yep. uh deep impact probably should have been fucking nominated in my opinion um it was the better made uh disaster film yep. and it actually hit the fucking earth they actually did it they didn't do it completely but they did it yeah i saw that film in the movie theater so did that yeah. that fucking ending was like and was i saw happening. it at the hampton theater i believe nice that was half of the reason that i didn't like armageddon was because i saw deep impact first and <laughs> right. the ending of deep impact was like they actually killed a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> Beach. uh the uh two more movies here uh pie probably should have been fucking nominated Yeah, Darren i mean it's never going to because no it, it costs like three dollars to make <laughs> uh and rounders should have won yeah, because rounders 100. is a perfect yeah. fucking <laughs> film and i will fight you on you that know, topic fucking the um malkovich should have been nominated for being <laughs> for being just a wild piece of shit on that movie yes <laughs> <laughs> apparently chick 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 oh the chick Especially apparently fun. like he never got any notes while making that film and they were giving matt damon all the notes and matt damon asked malkovich how he did it And apparently Malkovich just leaned in. It was like, I'm not a very good actor. (laughs) 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 Nice. (laughs) Um, So with that said, again, no, Shakespeare and Love should not have one of them. Probably should have gone to Save Your Private Ryan. I would make a case for Elizabeth as well. Um, Also, The Razzies fucked up this year as well because Strangeland did not win Worst Picture.
1: Strangeland!
0: That movie is literally the worst movie ever made. That movie's movie's so bad, it bankrupted a a production company. (laughs) I know I've told Paul this story. I don't know if you heard it, Zach. Uh, The day that I got my nipples pierced (laughs) was... I went and got them done, and the girl who did it had a giant Land poster on her wall, and I just went, man, that movie's fucking terrible. Ooh. And right before she's about to stick needles into my tits, goes, yeah, that's my favorite movie and the reason why I'm doing this. Okay. Huzzah!
1: <laughs> did she hurt you?
0: It oh. hurt, yeah. Yeah, she hurt me. <laughs> Probably no more than she was going to, Yeah,
1: but she might have, so... I've never seen it and I, Dude, I guess I won't bother. No, Jay oh. Snyder is a
0: piece of shit and that movie makes it, it's just all oh, fucking hate it. So just bad. don't ever watch that movie. Like, I'm all about like just over the top gore fests and then, but that movie is just fucking terrible. Yeah. I, I wish it was gory. It, yeah. It's not. It There's just a lot of like body mod stuff in it, which is yeah. kind of cool. I'm, I'm not against that, but eh, it's just not good. It's not a good movie. So the Razzie's fucked up in so many ways, almost as bad as the Academy. But anyway, Paul, does this movie deserve best picture? I'm going to do the ranking thing now. You do the ranking thing. All right. I want to start by saying that I like all five of these movies. I think they're all very, they're all good movies. So I just need to start with that. My number four is Thin Red Line. God damn it, Terrence Malick. Just tell the fucking story. (laughs) No i swear every time i had to pause that movie because for some reason that was just the movie i was trying to watch when everything decided to happen today Mm -hmm. so i just kept having to pause it and every time i decided to pause it i was like oh we feel like we're getting to like a natural conclusion i will pause it, and there was 50 minutes left of the movie every (laughs) single time i've been watching this for four hours
1: how is there 50 (laughs) minutes left (laughs) he really does make things take forever
0: I'm not gonna lie, I actually had a moment in Shakespeare and Love where I was like, fuck, there's still a half an hour to go. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, uh, Thin Red Line has you know how everybody complains about the ending of uh Return of the King? The film that you know we'll be discussing in a couple weeks. The thin red line is that for three hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, oh, this feels like a, a logical conclusion. It's been it's been two and a half hours, right? Oh god, there's still 50 minutes left. I mean the dude had 20 fucking movies or 20 years in between movies so he kind of had to make up for lost time they got to
1: add a poem in between every of those uh every, every revamps two. here's a poem and i like this movie and this is how i'm
0: talking about it
1: <laughs> it is i think it's malik's best film i think my uh my dad and his wife either well they were dating at the time uh they saw this movie um either walked out or just absolutely hated it because they're both military and they're like, I guess like where you fall on the saving private Ryan
0: thin thin red line debate talk tells you more about what you look for in film. Mm-hmm. But Thin red line is my number four. Yeah, uh, Life is beautiful is my number three. Uh, I didn't get to watch it this week, but I know it's staying there. The first half of the movie is fine for me. the second half of the movies. Pr- a lot better and then the ending of the film is Who prepare yourself Zach I'm I don't I don't, <laughs> don't want to go any further than that just yeah. prepare yourself for the end of that movie thank you uh Elizabeth's going at my number two that film is gorgeous and uh there's just so much political intrigue. I just love it and it's another one of those films were mm-hmm. where I watched it back in like 1999 and I was like I like this movie and now I watch it now I watch it, I'm like, I know every single one of these actors from, like, six other things. <laughs> oh, Christopher Eccleston, welcome to the movie. <laughs> like, both, her two, like, main ladies in waiting are, like, two of my favorite actresses. Just wonderful. What a wonderful movie. All right, my number one, Saving Private Ryan. I, I posted it on Twitter this week, but Saving Private Ryan is the only film in the history of film that makes me cry within the first three minutes like full-on bawling, crying without a single word spoken yeah because watching old men cry is the hardest thing to watch i can't do it and the opening of that movie is just an old man crying in front of a grave and i am a blubbering mess of human being
1: within the first three minutes of that movie and yeah i i I remember uh Caitlin, I think she she and her dad went to the theater and saw two different movies. I don't know what she saw, but he saw Saving Private Ryan, and she says this is him coming out of that movie was one of the only times like she could count on her hands times in her life she'd seen her dad cry. you know time times I've seen my dad cry outside of
0: like moments that you expect to see your dad cry yeah is is very few, very few. And again, yeah, probably one hand. And I don't remember if he cried during that movie. I'd be shocked if he didn't, but he did a much better job of hiding it from me. The movie I saw him weeping at was the movie We Were Soldiers. Oh. The Randall Wallace film from 2002. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the credits starting and turning over to, like, look at my dad, and he's just, like handkerchief in hand wiping tears away from his face like it it shook i was shook yeah (laughs) i saw black hawk down oh yeah yeah. at fort rucker a helicopter base yeah that's fucked up (laughs) um a lot of the guys there knew those guys (laughs) yeah so that was a very uncomfortable because we got to see it early release before the movie was actually released they sent it to them and uh Look. yeah that was that was like one of my favorite films the year it came out 01. and for some reason i thought it'd be a really good idea to watch black hawk down when my dad got deployed to the middle east uh, after we attacked Ooh. iraq that was a terrible <laughs> idea <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> yes uh, so um all this being said I think I'm putting Shakespeare in Love at my number three. Oh, huh. okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, and that being said, no, I don't think this is her best picture. Honestly, I like all these films. Saving Private Ryan is the only one I'm keeping in the field. <laughs> so I'm going to just ask you this here because it's not something else. Do you think it should even have been nominated? Well, he just said. I No, I, Saving Private Ryan is the only one I would keep in this field. Yeah. Oh, Period. really? Oh, okay, wow. Okay. <laughs> I... I would go Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Bill Condon is incredible. That film is incredible. I go Truman Show, as we have said. Look, I'm just gonna stick to the other nominees for a second for, sure. for this little bit here. Uh I'm going a simple plan, the Sam Raimi film from 98. Sure. Uh mm. it's my second favorite Bill Paxton performance. It's probably my favorite Billy Bob Thornton performance. He's nominated i really like him in that film um uh what else we got in here uh i like Bullworth better than all these movies that's a great film uh Pleasantville, so good uh-huh. we we mentioned you both mentioned american history x so i'll i'll mention that too uh bugs life i know a lot of people are like <laughs> it's the worst pixar movie you're fucking it's asshole not, it's not, not anymore, anymore. <laughs> okay it 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 was in between two toy story movies it's not good it's seven samurai with bugs fuck it's, you it is uh babe pig <laughs> in the city which is just babe on coke <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we stand uh yeah yeah i think i think out of oh out of sight came out in 98 oh that's a great film that's uh my second favorite uh Jennifer Lopez performance—it's probably in my top five uh, Soderbergh films. Which is saying something because I'm such a big fan
1: of Soderbergh. I always confuse that movie with the Val Kilmer one, where he goes, where he's. Oh, playing. at first sight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I I keep saving Private Ryan, which is still my favorite film of 1998. I, mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. I got. I think I have one more. I need to talk about. Give me just a second. Yes. My second favorite film of 1998, SLC Punk. Nice. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, what about this is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Come out this year. Oh, fear, oh yeah. I, ooh, I believe you were correct.
0: The movie that made me hate Benicio del Toro. <laughs> the movie, yep, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's probably in my top five from that year. I've unfortunately moved my criterion from behind me because my desk, my shelf, behind me is too small for the collection now his, his cup runneth over or his yeah. so it's i'm gonna point at it it's right there to so take a nice. drink gulp, gulp. uh yeah fear and loathing i love that film uh oh big lebowski so yeah yeah i i think 98's a really good year full of great films and i don't think any of the best films of 1998 rushmore uh smoke signals uh
1: are <laughs> in the best picture category so I have a shout out to Legend of nineteen hundred, which is a a movie Caitlin really enjoys, nice. yeah, and I, I like too. Sweet movie, and Ronin. Which you didn't you cover that on Drake and Age? Oh yeah, I did. A, that's
0: great. But I don't know. I nominated for best. Right. No, no. Yeah.
1: Just I think I think it's an incredible film.
0: Frankenheimer rules. That phantoms like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Well, Zach. Yes. Is this the worst best picture? Is it the worst? Let me look at my list here. Hmm no it's not the worst i am going to be a silly little dog put it at number 50 right wow. beside uh driving miss daisy so number 49 drive miss daisy number 50 shakespeare and love because they're both movies that are fine but get crapped on because they beat better movies number 50
0: man i got mine a higher than that by a lot Okay. Uh, so do I. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see where you have yours. Uh, I actually got mine in 28.
1: Wow, oh, wow, I don't have
0: it that high. That's, that's uh, shocking. So I base all of these off of how likely I'm going to watch them again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on if I would want to watch them again. Shakespeare in Love is a watchable movie. It is. It's very watchable. If it was put in front of me, put on, in the, on the TV, I'm not going to walk away. Uh, I put it just above Marty um, and just under Patton. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's a watchable film. Everything underneath may be better movies, but they're not something I'll go out of my way to
1: watch. So. Gotcha. Well, number, number 50 is a three and a half for me. So it's a three and a half star, which is, which is fine. It's good. All right. Paul.
0: Um, don't have it as low as Zach. Uh, uh, let me start by saying, okay. No, this is not the worst best picture. I don't have it as low as Zach. I don't have it as high as you. I put it at a four star instead of a three and a half. I have it at my. Uh, I have it at my number thirty nine. All right, uh, I have it just above the Last Emperor and right under Braveheart. Okay. okay, I. I tried to justify putting it over Braveheart just for Jonathan, <laughs> but I couldn't. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I, I don't think this is our best picture. And again, I, I. I think the field this year is, oh, really weak. Fucking mess. And then there's Saving Private Ryan, which is in my top five film of the nineties. Yeah, nice
1: and whole Ameri- decade, the whole fucking the decade. American masterpiece. Wow. a man who's made several American masterpieces. Yeah, yeah he
0: two of them in this decade, minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, boys, I look, I look forward to finishing off the decade and the millennial millennium next the win- week. The willennium. The Willennium. The Willinium. The willeniums So that'll be fun. So I think we're gonna call it here. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, the Twitch, and the
1: TikToks at alltorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X A K K M A S T E R, uh TikTok at House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name and Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Father
0: of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter instagram and letterboxd where i keep a running tally of all the films that i watched and this week i watched dog dog i haven't watched it yet it's okay okay it's better than it has any right to be but i still don't think it's anything to write home about i haven't even heard anything about it so i saw a trailer Uh, i think it so the trailer's kind of silly and madcap and whatnot and then this like if you go by the trailer they absolutely don't tell you too much about the entire subplot about the welfare of uh veterans and how badly we take care of them which is okay. what the movie's about oh <laughs> yeah. wow um so i i, I do want to have to ask this um even though i know there's a website dedicated to it but did they kill the fucking dog no, they do not kill the dog. Okay. Spoiler for everybody who hasn't seen Dog. Yeah, because that's that. Honestly, that's starting to be a deal breaker for watching movies at this point. It's no, so they, fucking cheap. Kill kids. Leave the dogs <laughs> alone. <laughs> Look, I am I am all over
1: the, chorus death. <laughs> yeah, I am all over the internet as the guy who loves when movies kill children <laughs> I forgot to mention the movie I watched this week. I actually got in and uh semi-new film, a new home release. I finally saw the uh who put all these Spider-Man in my peanut butter, as Paul would say. Ooh, yeah, oh, me too. I one saw Spider-Man, too.
0: two Spider-Man, Red Spider-Man, Blue Spider-Man.
1: Alright. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. For me yeah. it was a four star movie entirely yeah. over popular. Okay. I, I
0: enjoyed the Spider-Banter.
1: I think that's the best scene of the movie is yeah. the three yeah.
0: Spider Men. I'm now that spoilers, go ahead, skip ahead a couple minutes. Now that everybody has seen it and I could talk about why I don't like it, I'm going to. Yeah. Aunt May's death doesn't work for me. Yep. It was completely unfucking necessary. It was unnecessary, it's badly plotted, and Aunt May hasn't been a character over the last three movies, so her death did not affect me. Yep. She was Mm. basically there to be the oddly weird ant-made sex symbol because that's the fucking joke. That, that's it. She's a joke through 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 three movies before this. Yeah. 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 Uh Avengers two and a half. I mean even in the first half of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole the whole point of her character is, hey teenager, you have a hot ant. <laughs> so yeah. when hey teenager you have a hot ant becomes now hot aunt's dead and you're sad. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me and it ruined the it yeah a film i was actually enjoying up to that point i just it turned okay i just don't like the whole second half of that film is yeah i guess peter has to be sad because it's his aunt who raised him but i don't give a shit about her so
1: i can't emotionally connect to him yeah Yeah. no i get it my problem with the movie is it's one of those films that and it really was designed specifically for the theater experience and Oh my God! We didn't know this was going to happen, and then like, if you watch it again, or know what's going to happen, it just everything is a quick punch or uh, like, here you go. Remember this character, except for I'll say like Alfred Molina and uh, William Defoe really do have decent. Yeah. Decent. uh, Everybody. I was able.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was able to actually avoid any and all spoilers somehow. I was able to fucking just juke spoilers nice. for this movie. Nice. And um, nothing punched me. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Fridging, fridging ant May is just the worst yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 I just, I will say I, I am just a big fan of the uh, Bramble Batch cucumber stuff. And uh, <laughs> I want more of him. I, I, I enjoyed the stupidity of it. It, it because it is it is literally just good like stephen strange is the the deus ex machina of the mcu now because yeah. it's going to get to that point and it's i i have accepted the stupidity of the mcu and i'm just going to embrace that at this point and want to see the cool flashy stuff that uh stephen strange does that's that's yeah. what you got to do i i guess a lot of the mcu for me over the past few years especially, has been ruined by the marketing of the MCU and how much I hate everything that Marvel does to make Andrew Garfield, like, lie in interviews. No, I'm not in that movie. Just leave me alone. Like, yeah. why? Not, yeah, Just just <laughs> fucking do it like we know. Like, if somebody asks Andrew Garfield, just let him say, yeah, I'm in that movie. Because, honestly, that we all knew it. And by the time that they finally popped out on screen, I was like, okay, there they are. All right. So, Paul, you got a question for Zach? Yeah, Zach, what are we watching next week?
1: <sighs> gulp, loud gulp noises. We're watching <laughs> American Beauty, which, if you want to watch it, you can rent it on Amazon, Fubo TV, Google, Voodoo, YouTube, or stream with uh, Hulu and a Showtime premium subscription. Can
0: we just watch Green Mile instead?
1: not a bad plan I was going to say
0: I don't know Sixth Sense is also nominated Mm. I'm just saying I watched it recently like within the last year for a really good movie it is it changes that fucking movie now Mm. Uh, it is a different fucking movie now in the worst fucking ways (laughs) so I know we're jumping into the topic already but
1: get there I mean, we've, oh, we've God, teased
0: I'm, it enough all Yeah. Right. all right so we'd like to thank trav from our sister podcast leveling up with benjamin banks for producing our show be like to thank chad ramsey for our most excellent theme song we'd like to thank megan and jb for our beautiful artwork you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at oscar's podcast don't forget to subscribe to the podcast Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps to make us more visible in the all-mighty album.
1: Oh, lady, gore, Juliet,
0: start?
1: my dear Juliet, I still hate you. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Jonathan
1: and Zach and
0: Oscar winner Tom Stoppard, who's got this job because he wrote Rosencrantz and Gilbund Stern are dead. I'd like for you all to have a damn fun day.